Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 313. On this episode, we've got a bunch of renewal news since ABC basically renewed their whole schedule. Uh, and then we'll be talking about recent episodes of Lucifer, Jane the Virgin, and The Hundred, the first mid-season premiere of Blindspot, and the second season finale of Marvel's Agent Carter. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 313. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Ray. <laughs> Who's forgotten herself? Sorry. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say enjoying me today. <laughs> and I'm Kyle uh, from NoRegrets.net. I'm just used to the, I'm used to being the third person. Yeah. I was totally. <laughs> That's right. We're uh, switching things up here a little bit. Normally, Amory would be on this week, but uh, she's off, you know, gallivanting all over the United States. So Ray is coming on a couple weeks earlier. I am. A couple weeks earlier than you would normally be. Yes, I, I was agreeing. <laughs> well, I was saying I am. You're like I am. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's enough about that. Thanks for uh, switching things around there, Ray and Kyle. Thanks for uh, coming on again, and we'll jump right into the news. Uh, as I said, ABC renewed practically everything. Kind of interesting, and in said. Since ABC is normally one of the last broadcast networks to say anything about uh, what they're renewing or canceling, and but with the change in leadership of the of the network, I guess they decided to just do it now, which I think is kind of funny because the new head of the network basically renewed everything the other guy had put on the network, so. What was the deal with the needing to change if you're basically just going to keep all the shows that he'd been putting on the network? But anyways, uh, in that vein, America's Funniest Home Videos will be back for a 27th season. The Bachelor oh for a 21st. <laughs> was anybody concerned about America's Gone? <laughs> well, the it's, thing... it's like the dirt cheap thing yeah. to make. Like, a, you just go to YouTube. But the thing about... The, it being the 27th season is it's not like the 21st season of The Bachelor where they do or the 23rd season coming up for Dancing with the Stars because they're not doing those. They've been doing two a year. America's Finest Home Videos has actually been on for 27 years coming up, you know, next uh, next season. And that that is a lot. That is a lot of home videos. Yes. <laughs> But I already said The Bachelor, uh, then uh, Blackish for a third season. I already mentioned Dancing with the Stars. And then there's Fresh Off the Boat. We'll be back for a third season. The Goldbergs for a fourth. Uh, Grey's Anatomy will be back for a 13th. How to Get Away with Murder for a third. Ray's favorite show, Marvel's Agent Shield, will be back for a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Middle and Modern Family will both be back for an eighth season. Once Upon a Time for a sixth. Scandal for a sixth as well, Shark Tank for an eighth, and Quantico for a second season. They basically renewed 15 things. There's still a a handful of things that are still sitting out there, like the possibility of another season of American Crime or another season of Marvel's Agent Carter. 
Muppets, Castle, yeah. Gallivant. Yeah. As well as, yeah, the Muppets and uh, Castle, Gallivant. And then they still got, you know, a couple of things yet to premiere or things like the family that just premiered that uh, they of still Kings have. and Prophets. So yeah. sure that. <laughs> Some things that will probably not be getting renewed, but they still have to make uh, decisions on those. Yeah, overall, I'd say mainly like Blackish and Fresh Off the Boat are probably the ones that uh, top the list out of all the shows that, uh, you know, glad to see will be coming back. Yeah, for me, it's all the comedies, those two, as well as the Wednesday ones that were all renewed. Yeah, and Ray, are you watching any of those? You're not watching any of those, are you? Um... Hmm. Are you watching Fresh <laughs> Off the Boat or? I'm not watching Fresh Off the Boat. I was trying to think of what's on my ABC. Modern Family. I am watching Modern Family. I feel like that's maybe it of everything you just said. <laughs> One out of 15 ain't bad. <laughs> and America's Funniest Home Videos, of course. Yes, that's right. I do watch the tail end of America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> Something I watch starts right after that, so. You just want to know the winner. Is the, yeah, that, no. <laughs> that's from, well, I'm assuming that's from the uh, watching Galvan, that you're not watching Once Upon a Time. Um, You're correct. <laughs> so I have not been watching America's Funniest Home Videos for the past however many weeks. I was only for a short period of time there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's ABC. Uh, Amazon Prime announced that the upcoming fifth season of Ripper Street will be its last, which, when they renewed it for a fourth and fifth season, the writing was, on was the probably line. highly likely, <laughs> considering that it had already been canceled at three by its BBC network. Uh, but anyways, that's going to get five seasons. Fox has ordered uh, eight more episodes of Superhuman, so I'm sure uh, that'll be something that Kyle can talk about <laughs> In, yeah, in I, I like the two-hour special. <laughs> well, they only announced they only announced that uh, that Cal Penn is coming back. So hopefully they're going to be dropping uh, whoever it was. I forget who the sports person was. Who is horrible? Was it Mike Tyson? I think it was Mike Tyson. Like hopefully they find a better panel. What is this? It's like people that have like extraordinary abilities, like good memories or um, oh. like good eyesight, and they like put them to the test, and then the audience votes for a winner. And like they had a two-hour special a while back, and now I guess they picked up eight one-hour episodes for a series. Gotcha. And then Freeform has renewed Young and Hungry for a fourth season. Not really a surprise there. That's doing pretty well for them, I guess. And then lastly. Something that Amory, I'm sure, will be super happy about. Or, I'm happy and, about it. And was happy about is Netflix has renewed Fuller House for a second season. I expected it to be horrible, but I actually ended up really enjoying it. So I'm happy that it's uh, coming back. I'm happy with it. Yeah, I think it is. I haven't finished the first season, but I just from what I've seen, I'm happy that it's coming back. Yeah, I haven't watched any of it yet, but I think it's funny that, Maybe despite the critics, sorry, yeah, go the, 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 yeah. all the the critical pans of it that it's like super terrible. But to think back at the time, it's not like it was, you know, super brilliant. You know, <laughs> back when it was on, 
you know, the original series. So if they sort of picked up in that same vein, but, you know, years later, I mean, what would you expect it to be like all of a sudden some dark offbeat comedy or something like that that you would see? It's a prestige comedy. Yeah, <laughs> <prestige> <laughs> comedy. <laughs> to be fair, I will say that I thought that first episode was pretty awful. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yes, the premiere. So if was that's terrible. all they watched, I give them that. If that's all yeah. they watched and they didn't go any further, but they should have at least watched one more that told them pretty much what it was going to be. And by watching that one, you would have said, "Oh, this is just literally like the previous show," <laughs> yeah. and it's pretty. You know what I mean? Like it's a decent family comedy. I don't know. I thought it actually got better once the original cast disappeared. Like yes, all exactly. The adults. <laughs> that's how I felt too. <laughs> well, all right. That's that's the news. There's a bunch of it. Let us know what shows of those you're you're happy to see back. You can always drop us a note at feedback at tvtimes three dot com, or uh, leave us a comment in the show notes. And with that, we'll move on to the prime time segment. First up, Lucifer. Season one, episode six, favorite son. And I put this one on the list because both of you had been watching it and I had stopped watching it at the fourth episode. And I'd only watched that because we had previously were going to talk about it on the podcast. But put it back on the list again to get another couple opinions on Ray. What is it that you like about the show or why are you still watching it? Because it's a fun. I don't. A light drama, if you want to call it. I don't even know if I'd call it a drama, to be honest with you. But because um, he's cute. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. He's he's pretty handsome, um, and he's funny because he's so whatever. So I find it, it it's just a fun light thing to watch on a Monday night. Well, I guess it's I don't really necessarily watch it. Right away, because I don't care if I get spoiled for it. Not that anybody's spoiling Lucifer out there, but um, <laughs> it's not the first thing they're all talking about on my feed. But like, I I save it to watch because I don't have to. Like when I watch it, I don't really have to think. <laughs> that sounds awful, <laughs> and I don't mean it to be that awful because I I enjoy it. I think it's a fun show to watch. That seems to be the thing: is the female audience is watching because <laughs> I mean. He is. The guy is very good looking. And I'm sure there's plenty of guys that are watching because the cop is quite striking as well. Is she? Well, Ivy would think so. But (laughs) but I ask you the same question I asked Carla and Leah when they were on a few weeks ago and wanted to talk about this show is don't you actually kind of find him creepy in that he can just sort of walk up to anybody and – Except for her and talk to them and they'll do pretty much whatever he says. They don't do whatever he says. They, they just, just tell, tell him. No, but they, they just do. tell him. <laughs> but they don't. But they, they don't do. do. No, they just reveal their deepest Correct. desires. They don't necessarily. If their deepest desire was to be with him, then they're going to be with him. But it's. I just don't see it that way. He in episodes, he goes in and he says. To you know, he he gets their deepest, darkest secret in these various places. But he also, in this episode, he's playing with the cop's gun and and putting her in handcuffs and stuff like that. You think that she would just she would do that on the job right there if she if he didn't have some sort of like sort of quote unquote power over her or suggestive? I don't know ability? if he has power. He has magnetism. 
I mean, I guess he has to have something, but he's the devil, so I guess I don't find it creepy in any other way except to think that he's the devil. So I find it creepy. You're especially... supposed to be somewhat yeah. <laughs> but not I find... totally comfortable with him. Yeah, I find how enamored everybody seems to be with this character when the character basically seems to, like in the fourth episode, he basically sits there talking to the to his therapist about how that sh- this one person is the only person that quote unquote doesn't fall to his charms. It's the only time he's ever been told no. And to me, <laughs> the, the likelihood of, of that, even if he's a very good looking guy of never being told, never being turned down. If he doesn't, well, you're have not supposed to think that he's just a good looking guy. I mean, he's clearly, he's not human. He's an angel. Yeah. So and I think that he's using some sort of ability because he's able to say, Hey, let me get in and talk to this person in jail. And, and the female cop goes, sure, go right in and talk to him and various, all these other things. And so in my head, he's using that same ability to get every woman into bed, and that just seems super, super, super creepy, especially with the number of people that seem to be enamored with the character and his quote-unquote charms. But he, he's equal opportunity. In this episode, he talks to the guy and gets him to reveal that his life's dream is to open a uh, clothing it's, line. Yeah, but and... it's not just about the reveal about using that ability to get them to spill the beans on helping solve the crime. It's all the ancillary stuff where he's using his ability to basically get people to do stuff that they wouldn't normally do. I see, but I don't know if I believe that they wouldn't normally do it. Like that's the, that's the point of him is that he doesn't do have so them doing every anything person they that he comes in contact to would just on their own sleep with him. Because he's charming and ha- is like they're attracted to him. I'm not saying that. <laughs> that just seems not... that just seems super creepy to me. That, that that I'm not saying that there's not a a superhuman whatever supernatural reason that he's charming and they're attracted to him. I mean, and I guess you could say that that in that way he's forcing them. Yes, I that is guess. that is exactly what I'm saying. Guess, so it, the devil's in the details. Yes, the devil's in the details, <laughs> and that's the thing that that, that about. I mean, I just don't know if that, I actually fully believe that he's forcing them, but yeah, like if just because you can't resist him, I don't, I don't know. Because you can't resist him, he's not forcing you. That's an interesting perspective. <laughs> I I just find the whole that whole bit of the storyline to be there there's been too many times along the way that you see him and later on the character goes, "Oh my god, I did it again. Why did I, you know, I didn't, you know, why did I let him in there?" Uh and and so I'm just uh I that's I just think that's super bothersome that the whole character's persona and premise it's that that because he's so good looking and is supposed to be charming and witty and funny that it's oh it seems to be okay and people are just enjoying the show and i just find that and apparently you don't i i don't <laughs> i and, and i just find it super strange that so many people do i don't know it's never it's never bothered me anytime i've watched i guess show. because not everybody on the show seems to fall in like the cop doesn't seem to fall into that like her ex-husband whatever so I don't find he's it to gotten, be like he's gotten him to say stuff, but it's only when he actually like turns on the 
uh, the charm or whatever. I guess. I guess maybe now I'll have to watch it to see if I feel that way. <laughs> but I don't. I mean, I still don't in the gen- just in the have a conversation here. But I mean, the only thing that that bothered me this episode was she was doing some stuff that seemed completely out of character. Like there's a one scene when he wants to beat up the guy and like she said, oh, he doesn't have a badge and she just walks away. And then like the next scene, she's like, uh, I, I could just take you in for doing that. It's like she's the one that let him go ahead and, and threaten the guy. It just seemed like she would never do that saying, oh, he doesn't have a badge. I could just uh, I, I'm not responsible for what happens. Like, it just seems so out of character for her when she's constantly. Yeah, but she doesn't do it immediately. She does it when the guy seems to know, like. Yeah, when me. he seems to know him and seems to start talking, then she got, then she sort of switches to like, well, I'll use this to my advantage right now. Right. Uh, to get and then talk. later tells him that's not really okay. I just let it, I let it happen at this moment, but at least that's how I took it. Like I didn't really take it like she was really happy that he was doing it, more that she was just using it to her advantage in that moment. I'm not sure if that's better or not. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> then there was another scene that reminded me of the uh the mysteries of Laura pilot <laughs> when at the opening she's interrogating the daughter over the birthday cake. When you uh, think that some kind of big interrogation is going on, and then they uh, cut to her. Yes, I I knew immediately it wasn't. Oh, you knew it wasn't a real interrogation. You also knew she was guilty for some reason. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. well, pretty sure because she had the evidence all over her face. (laughs) I actually thought that was what made it funny, not the just not the fake interrogation thing. Yes, that she had cake all just over her you, face and yeah, she was trying to... Yeah, when you pull to... back and you see the frosting all over her face and the daughter's just looking at her like, Like, what? no, I didn't eat the cake. <laughs> anyway, so I don't know. I just like it. I'm sorry. You both are enjoying it on just sort of a fun... Yeah, I don't I don't think about it too much. Yes, I apparently just a fun turn-off-your-brain yes. uh, type of show because that would be something that I'd be definitely interested in. If you're watching Lucifer... Tell me why you're watching it and if you and why you don't find it as creepy as I do. <laughs> this whole situation and his ability. Drop me an email at feedback at tvtimes3.com or leave it in the comments. But I would I'd very much like to hear about that. Part of the reason I don't seems to be that he's so honest about who he is. I mean, I don't know that that really makes a difference, but it seems to in my book. Yeah, he's not necessarily lying to them. He's telling them exactly what he's doing. That clearly doesn't make a difference for Jason. It doesn't make a difference. It does not make a difference that he's not lying to them, but then putting the whammy on them and they just will do whatever he, quote unquote, charms them to do. But we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is Jane the Virgin, season two, episode 13. Uh, chapter 35, and this gave me a good excuse to uh, catch up with Jane the Virgin as I was uh, uh, behind on a, a few episodes. And But in the beginning here, before we started recording, Ray mentioned that while it is on her list, it's teetering. And so, Ray, we'll start <laughs> with you. What uh, <laughs> What is it about, apparently, Jane the Virgin that's got you uh, not quite enjoying it as much as you used to 
It's a lot about, this is unfair. <laughs> Here's what I'll say first is that I still think it's really well done and that it's well acted and whatever, but it's a lot about Jane and the struggle she has to be a mom, to deal with being a mom, I guess. <laughs> or at least the very beginning of the season has been very, I mean, and understandably so, she has a brand new baby, dealing with a baby, whatever. But it's been a bit much for me. <laughs> As a single person without a child, <laughs> I guess. Um, also, like, I'm kind of, I wish that they had wrapped up the Sinrostro story very quickly at the beginning of the season and maybe even moved, this might be the reason Kyle made his comment, but maybe moved like very more quickly into the whatever's going to happen here with Rogelio. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that story is actually going to be very quick, but I feel like if they were going to introduce a new mystery, they should have done that quicker in the season because I was over the Sinrostro stuff very early. I was over that last season. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I needed it to be wrapped up and not continued through half the season. And I think because in the, it wasn't even really hardly there for half the season. It was so focused on the domestic stuff that – and I'm not sure that it shouldn't be. I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't – it's hard to say with this show because what is the premise of this show other than – Other than following the life of Jane? Right. So, I mean, it makes sense <laughs> that you have that, but – it got a little <laughs> tedious for me. Like I, I mean, I got it after a couple episodes. I didn't need to keep hammering home how hard it is to be a mother, a single mother, or a whatever. She's not. A, it's like both a single mother and a mother who's dealing with a boyfriend or the idea of a boyfriend and um, the birth father. And I don't know. Like there's so many different. Like they're trying to cover every angle of being <laughs> this parent. I guess. Um, and then the difficulties in being a parent who's trying to go to school. And I don't know. It just got to the point where I'm just like, okay, well, I guess maybe if I were a parent who had these issues or if I had gone through these issues, this might be more interesting to me. But as it is, I needed one or two episodes about that. And then I was ready to not be. So you needed a, you needed to go like normal TV show style where they focus on the difficulties of xyz and then by the next episode or two that thing is no longer no i don't know what i mean i'm just saying that it wasn't the baby just pops up occasionally (laughs) (laughs) maybe i mean i don't actually mind the baby i just it was the storylines were just not that interesting i felt like honestly so i lost a little bit of it there and I'm not saying the show's not good. I still find it amusing and whatever. It's just that it got to the point where I honestly would look at my DVR and I was just like, oh, well, I guess I need to catch up on Jane the Virgin because that's just piling up. Well, that see, that did, like I, it used to be a show I'd watch right away. And now it's one where I just watch whenever I have time to catch up. Because like you said, I, I think the baby stuff, I, I, I'm i also sick of that. The thing that bugged me in these last couple episodes was we finally moved on. Like, I was so glad that she was finally back with Michael because I've been team Michael since the beginning. Although that seemed a little bit out of nowhere after 216 days of not even talking. Like, suddenly they're they're like making out and like yes. all, all for how slow everything else moves. Yeah. 
So, but I was really happy they finally put them together, and then we're back to the whole love triangle thing again with her. Should she choose him? Should she choose uh, Raphael? What's it? Uh, what's it? Raphael? Is that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't feel and, like we're back to that, but I mean, I think they like touched we were... on it briefly, but not in a love triangle sense, more in a um she, how you she, deal with the parent of your child sense yeah she was listening way too much i'm glad they addressed that because she was like changing everything like michael was willing to quit his job just to please Raphael. it made no sense like i'm so glad they resolved that part because that was just bugging me like he was getting his say even though he really had no say in in any of this um so i was i was glad that they did that it, I like uh, Rogelio's reaction to Michael being back in the picture. So good. Like, uh, and then I'm interested by this, like this whole new twist with him being kidnapped and locked in a room. So I'm interested to see where they, they go with that. Um, right. How, like how long that lasts. I'm also interested in that. It seems like it couldn't last too long. Sooner or later, somebody would show up at the apartment and knock on the door. Uh since he has become a, a big part of their life now. And yeah. uh, so except that he just had a fight with Jane and told her he didn't want to. So, I mean, you can have a little while. Yeah. What I'm saying, I mean, yeah, it could last uh, like a few days. I mean, but we had an episode. <laughs> uh, I can't remember where now. Cause I watched so many in a row, but there was the one episode that basically moved things ahead, like multiple months uh, all in one episode. So who knows what the actual time frame uh, of stuff could be, but uh, I think that's a little bit about the the child yeah. actor <laughs> and also the Petra's pregnancy thing. I feel like those two things are the reason they tried to jump forward quickly. They, they kind of moved moved ahead a bit, but for me, I mean, based on the fact that I had let it pile up to eight episodes, uh, apparently it has also become a show that. I don't watch right away. I mean, it was never one that I watched instantly right away. It was right away as soon as I had time where I wasn't like tired or had something else, you know, that I might be, you know, kind of doing at the same time or whatever. Cause it's not a show that you can't just, you know, watch. Exactly. And I think that is apparently. actually part of the reason. I mean, there's so much stuff that happens on screen that you have to read and not just, and not just uh, subtitles when somebody's talking in Spanish, but when, but when the narrator is giving you information or, or stuff, and it, you know, like there was one episode where something comes up on the screen, and then there was an asterisk, and then there was a double asterisk and a triple asterisk, and it just keeps going. But you have to read that stuff to get what's going on because nobody's actually saying uh, a lot of it sometimes, and. Uh, some of the various hashtags that they add to things are pretty funny. Uh, and so Roll there's a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, there was also a hashtag. Uh, well, it wasn't actually a word <laughs> in one episode, but uh, where they were talking about how uh, Raphael had uh, three kids and no sex. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That one, that was pretty funny. But so there's a lot of stuff that shows up on the screen that, so you have to be paying attention. To so I think that's some of, some of why I, agree with you. I watch, cause I tend to watch TV some, you know, I watch some of TV when I come home from work. And so it's not out of the realm to fall asleep watching, 
watching something, but this is, but the, you know, something else that you kind of follow. So you can just kind of go back and pick it up and, and what have you. But if you have any other thing keeping your focus. And so I think that's the thing that's part of the reason why is so it's not, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out if it's just uh, because of, there's just so much of that, that it's almost become too much. I mean, it's still, like you said, super creative and very funny and amusing. And uh, I enjoyed all the episodes that I watched in that giant um, marathon of episodes over the weekend. But one thing I will say is that I probably would have enjoyed them a lot more if I were watching it the same way. Like if I were just watching them back to back instead of week to week. Yeah. Then the whole, all the episodes of how tough it was to be a mom would have only taken a day instead of, Correct. <laughs> instead of eight weeks. <laughs> Correct. So I feel like it is like a little bit of that, like where if I had watched them like that, I would maybe not feel the same way where I, where I get a little like, Oh, okay. It's time to watch Jane the Virgin. And I think a little bit, it is what you're talking about. Like I can't just walk away from the TV and have it on so that I kind of know where it is continuity wise. Like I have to, I have to actually be watching it to get all the jokes and things that I like, but it gets a little tedious after a while when the main storyline is not something I'm really into, I guess. Yeah, because you can look away for just a second, like to check, you know, like to check your phone or or what have you and and look back and completely miss something. You know, and it, we're on, a, you know, a regular TV show. You still would have heard the dialogue. You know, you wouldn't have – there probably wasn't something in the background or on the screen or something like that that uh, you absolutely needed to see to understand what was going on. But so much of it you do on Jane the Virgin. I, and I think that uh, – I mean it will be interesting to see what happens now that I watched all these episodes and like I said, I enjoyed them. You'll watch the second half. But uh... will it just – will it just pile up towards the you – know, <laughs> For the next, uh, what do we got? Like nine episodes or whatever for the season, and uh, you did eight. What's one more? Yeah. <laughs> <Put them on. laughs> uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's Jane the Virgin. We're all we're all still sort of actually kind of enjoying it, but it needs to be something where you've got an actual forty-five minutes. You know that you don't have anything else you need to that could take your focus away from from watching the show. But also something that might actually be uh, something to binge watch, like to let it build up a handful of episodes and then watch. And then because, I mean, it was although that is <laughs> although when you let it build up as well, that's a large block that you have to sit focused on yeah. the TV. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't it's one of those weird shows where, like, I enjoy it while I'm watching it, but sometimes it takes a lot for me to turn it on. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of it, I'm like, why did I let this back up so far? Like, it's hard to really put your finger on it. And maybe that just is it, is that you have to be so, so focused on it to get what's going on that, uh, I don't know, it's almost way more than pretty much (laughs) anything else. I mean, can you think of any other switched at birth? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that I would be using my phone, and then all of a sudden, I was like, it's been silent for a little while. <laughs> and then I had to go back and rewind and then watch the subtitles. And... Yeah, something that has you know, like a lot of subtitles 
uh, because of either sign language or speaking another language. But other than that, there's nothing else really that uh, really goes like this far out with needing to pay attention. I mean, even something like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is sort of all over the place, but you can still like you don't necessarily have to be watching everything to get how funny one of the music videos in the middle of it. Uh, I think well, a show like you. a show like Angie Tribeca or something like that, yeah, where it has lots of sight gags going on in the back. Yeah, that would and definitely so. be a, a show that you would need to pay attention to while while watching because yeah, there's there's a, a bunch of stuff happening that's not just what they're saying, uh, and sometimes it's what they're saying opposed <laughs> that's opposed to what you're seeing that is yeah. the joke, and so so yeah, that would be another thing like that that you would have to definitely pay attention to. Uh, but with that, we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is Blind Spot, uh, season one, episode eleven, Cease Forcing Enemy, which was the mid-season premiere. And Ray has long ago stopped watching Blind Spot. I have, uh, but uh, Kyle <laughs> and I are still watching it. And Kyle, what did you think about uh, the return of Blind Spot and the reveal uh, from the end of you know from the mid-season finale to? getting a little bit more about it uh, here in the 11th episode. Well, it had been so long since, since I don't even know when that last aired an episode. So I didn't even remember what had happened, but they did a good job of refreshing your memory in the little, like previously on blind spot, just to catch you up. Um, Yeah. I did like the reveal, like that. She's the one that basically orchestrated all of this, we still don't know why she did this, but like she set up the rules and set up this other guy to to basically be her like, uh, I guess, checks and balances, make like mirror out the information back to her, even though she's the one that originally told him what was going on and set up this whole plan. One thing uh, I mean, I thought this was a decent episode. The rest of it with their their case where they came upon this this plane that was uh had gone missing and then they found all these people inside the plane uh well they weren't in the plane but the people that were in the plane were like locked up because people wanted to use them to basically take down the the u.s weapons or defense system um i thought that was interesting they were locked up and they had to try to escape the escape seemed a little bit too quick and too convenient and then the whole thing, it almost rivaled um, uh, Scorpion <laughs> <Sorry>. there <laughs> with the way this like, oh, no, our tech is about to lose her job. What could she do to prove that she's still valuable? She somehow talks them into the whole way they're going to land this plane without uh, being in the cockpit uh, and being able to turn off the power of the plane and then get it to land. It was a little out there. And of course, I still didn't win over the the guy who wants uh, wants her job there. Uh, the was he director, assistant director. Well, he's sort of an internal affairs uh, type of guy, but wants to be instead of just like the head of internal affairs, wants to do anything he can to take down the the director of this segment here, uh, the special operations unit or whatever they are. So yeah, they threw in another little thing to for them to have to deal with or for or for the head of the department there to deal with but then they also gave you a sort of a a focused episode to show you like really how smart she is and and whatnot yeah it it almost went a little a little much uh, there the whole thing with the 
this was your plan, but I can't tell you any more about it because then it'll ruin your plan. It, just, it seems ridiculous. Yeah. It, it seems completely ridiculous on the here's how we've created a way to keep this going and only parcel out a little bit of information at a time. Uh, even though she's starting to you know remember stuff and things are starting to trigger more memories uh, about things and and so it will be interesting to find out. I don't know if we get finally get more of like what. Like, what is the plan for? Like, who who are they trying to ferret out? Who are they trying to show are bad? Like, because it seemed to be like the guy was talking about, like, the FBI people are not really who they they seem. And that this is something to suss somebody out at the FBI. Except so far, the people at the FBI seem mostly good. It was the people at the CIA. They were really a problem. Yeah. But, yeah, the, you know, just decent action and, and stuff. And so... I, I'll keep watching it probably to to see uh, where it goes, but it it's seeming more and more likely that it's going to turn out to be just really dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm not that invested in what the whole big mystery is. I watch it more for the action case of the week type of thing rather than worrying about what, what the, the overall yeah, what the whole plan thing is. is. Yeah, I think so too. That's uh that's the reason to watch it, I think, is for, you know, sort of an action-oriented case of the week show that does have an ongoing storyline, but I don't know, that that ongoing storyline is <laughs> while you got sort of a, a reveal, it also was a reveal that left you going We're back at the same place. Yeah, we're back at the same place, <laughs> but now she has a a known person on the outside uh, that seems to know more about uh, what's going on and but she's still in the space of since she had her memory wiped of still going like should you trust this person like could that video have been of anything you know could it, it, that bit, video have been of her talking about something else uh, and, and cleverly they, edited back yeah. and it's just put there and that segment of it makes it seem like you're telling yourself that it was you but that could have been a video about something else, but I don't know. It's not, I don't know. Overall, I think it's working less and less as it goes on. Yeah. The fact that I couldn't remember anything about the show, <laughs> except it was about the tattooed lady. That's all I could really remember when I went to watch the mid season premiere that tells you that, uh, it's, I mean, it, I enjoyed it when I watched it, but, uh, it's not one that I ever am like looking forward to or anxiously waiting to watch each week. Yeah, me either. But on the other hand, a show that I was looking forward to on a weekly basis is our next show on the list, which is Marvel's Agent Carter, a season two, episode 10, Hollywood ending, which was the season finale. And I quite enjoyed the second season and... I would hope that they would do another season. I'd like to see Peggy Carter back for another mission. How about you, Ray? What did you think of the second season and uh, how things ended? I loved the show. I didn't love the second season as much as I loved the first season. Like I felt like there were, a f I, I don't know if that was at the beginning, towards the middle. I mean, it was such a short season that I don't know how to <laughs> quantify this. But there were a couple episodes where I, I, I don't know. And I'm not sure I believe that Jack Thompson needed to be there <laughs> or part of the story. 
But other than that, I really love the show. Um, I'm sad that it's not on. I do hope I'm, I'm okay. Cause I've, I've accepted if it gets canceled. Cause I guess I was <laughs> expecting it to get canceled, <laughs> but, um, I do hope that they do pick it up or if nothing else that Netflix grabs it because, um, I really like it. I think the 10 episode or the short season thing is perfect for it. Um, and I really just want Peggy and Jarvis back again. Really, that's all I want. Yeah, I, 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 like you said, you didn't like the season as much as the first season. To me, I thought the second season was so much more enjoyable than the first season. Like I just like the first season was a bit of a struggle for me to get through, but the second season I was anxiously looking forward to each week, especially when we had the double episodes. Like it was great. <laughs> like you got to a big chunk each week. Um, like just in this last episode. Like, it reminds me of why I like the show so much. Like, just with all the one-liners by um, by Howard Stark, like, constantly throwing out, like, these these jokes or these comments, like, all the time. Um, it's got that nice mix of, uh, of humor and the action. I think the, the Hollywood setting really worked well for that because it really fit with the style of the show. Um, I, I This second season, I like the whole, like zero matter type of storyline they're going with and like the the woman who is super evil because she was taken over by it um i didn't even realize that was chad michael murray until like i saw something before watching this last episode like i don't know why i never recognized him but i didn't really watch two seasons and it took you it took i know I, episodes I, before you realized i never was... watched the show that should be named it shouldn't be named or whatever the wretched Emery beast it. the wretched beast okay <laughs> um but yeah i i really enjoy it. i hope it does come back and like you said i think the the short season works really well i wish they would do that for most of these shows because they just drag on i would love if shows just stuck to either 10 to 12 episode seasons or do like not that i'm saying once upon a time is good but like what they do where they do like one story for the first half and another story for the second half and keep them very separate yeah like the the ongoing story thing i think most shows need to it would be much better if they they compress those <laughs> instead of trying to make them last a whole season. I think and that is where they get kind of lost. And I think that is what appeals to me about these short seasons is the, the way we're not waiting forever. Yeah, especially if you have a show that you do one of these large breaks in between the seasons where you're basically doing two short seasons, except you didn't build them as two short seasons. Where right. You just end up with a large break in the, and I would say that's sort of like what Blindspot did is the first part of the season wasn't, you didn't get like a, I mean, you got sort of a reveal at the end of the 10th episode, but it wasn't like that was an arc and that they were, that put them in a, a new direction or it was, you know, necessarily a good stopping point. It just, cause the next episode just picks up right where that left off. And so you have, you basically had you know, an episode pick up like 30 seconds after the last one ended, but you had like three months in between. Uh, that's, uh, I don't think that works. I think, I think this does work on the, the shortened season thing. I think a lot of things work on a shortened season thing where you get that one story. Uh, but we talked a bit about it last week 
just the idea of shows doing where a season has an arc and it can fit within, you know, a larger story. But if, if something ends like something like this, if this is the last we get, it did leave you with the cliffhanger of, of Jack getting shot. But for the most part, you got it wrapped up. You got a storyline that was wrapped up and I wish more shows would do that where you, you get a storyline for that show and it's not just pushing out the, some overall storyline, uh, you know, trying to keep you, I don't know, trying to figure out, you know, like the blacklist. <laughs> That's the first one that came to my mind. Is, is so doing like, how right long now. are they going to stretch this out? <laughs> uh, where it just, the stretching things out or the not revealing things just starts to become more and more ridiculous the farther you go. But I really enjoyed this whole season. Um, if you were somebody that is watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I like how, while this was its own story, it also tied in to, as a precursor, uh, this whole secret society group is, an, you know, an earlier version of a group and things that have happened later on that, the, that they're investigating on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. So that's kind of interesting there as well, but... But overall, I just really enjoy the well, basically almost Peggy with anybody. <laughs> Peggy and Jarvis are great, but then, but then Peggy playing off of other people that you know are sort of uh, you know either the enemy or the bad guy or you know the corrupt you know person or something like that. Uh, so much, so many good one-liners and just uh, lots of good stuff in there. I think my favorite was here at the end where she walks in and the three guys are arguing and she's like, have they figured it out? And Jarvis like, yeah, they figured it out <laughs> long ago. They're arguing over what to call it. <laughs> and then, you know, she, she basically, you know, gives them like an ego stroke and then names it herself on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, stuff like that. I just, those types of scenes provide some, you know, levity within the whole thing. And I actually like the, the Hollywood setting and, you know, having this Hollywood actress that was also a brilliant scientist that that ends up getting infected with this stuff and trying to, you know, becomes more power hungry. I thought I thought that all worked. I liked how they threw in jokes here and there, especially like early on where they made a joke about making a comic book movie and how how ridiculous that would be. Uh, things that I just uh, I just enjoyed it every week. I look forward to. It was one of the, it was one of the first things I would watch, uh, like when I'd get home from work or something like that. Because uh, especially the weeks that we had the uh, the double episodes, and I wasn't able to, I didn't want to just watch one, you know, before leaving for work. I I kept them to watch uh, both together. But also, I think this show would work amazingly well in a binge setting. Because it is so designed to just everything picks up right where the last thing left off that it's like one long show, one long episode, if you were to put them all together, that if it weren't to end up on an ABC or something like that, I think it would work really well on something like a Netflix that's all about the binge, you know, setting for watching things uh, that they wouldn't have to. They might arc an episode out a little differently because you don't have to worry about the commercial breaks and all that type of stuff. But they could continue to tell the story the same way where it's just a, 
one long story with a Hollywood ending. Agreed. Yep. All right. So that's that's Agent Carter. We all loved Agent Carter. We all hope to see more Agent Carter. But we'll move on to the last show on our list, which is The Hundred, Season 3, Episode 7, 13. And I had seen basically that something happened and then tried to avert my eyes and was able to not know, even though I was two episodes be- or an episode behind when this last episode aired. I was able to get all the way till uh, Sunday before I watched it and not know what uh, had gone down in this episode, which was a lot. You had a big death as well as... Do you not follow any of the people who are part of the show? <laughs> I do. I follow lots of them, but I would just... As soon as I would see something on Twitter was a, about... I just I just go away from Twitter. Like, I, I spent much less time... Or on Facebook, I would just... Uh, I would just go away from from that. And so somehow I was able to, because usually you still pick up a word or something and you have an idea. I just knew that there was something big uh, that would happen, that happened and it was likely a death. But then we also got the big tie in of the other storyline with the main storyline with the whole a uh, chip in the back of the neck and whatnot, which was actually kind of interesting. But uh, Kyle, we'll start with you on this one. What did you think of what did you think of the hundred as as somebody who's aren't you not like the biggest fan? Oh, I'm not the biggest fan. No, and I couldn't have cared less that they killed off uh, Alexa. <laughs> like to, I to me, I. I don't care about Clark. I don't care about that whole relationship. Like they're some of my least favorite characters. So that didn't bother me at all. Like what I really enjoyed about this episode was the whole story about the 13 stations and Polaris and how the, all that stuff fits together. I thought that was really interesting. Like, and now we like, especially the big reveal at the end, like you see the commander on her suit. And so now you know where that title came from and, is this like really just like her spirit passed down from person to person? And so that's really that, um, what's her name? Allie two in that, in, in all of these people. Um, so I, I thought that was really interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing like, who's going to be the next commander and how do they choose that? I hope it's not just, let's put this in Clark. Now she's like the new commander or something like that, but we'll see what, I don't. I think it has to be one of the. Yeah, it has to be one of the. One of the with kids, the, with right? The black blood. Right. Like you okay. can't put it in Clark. She's not an option. I don't um, think they so, would ever vote to do that anyway. Oh, they all seem to hate her anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. So I mean, yeah. Over the, for that part of it, I, I thought it was really interesting. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I didn't really care about the other stuff that was going on with the, with her and and Lexa. How about you, Ray? Well, I like the show a little bit more than Kyle. (laughs) As we all know. Oh, which part do you want me to address? Just how I liked it? (laughs) Dress how you liked it overall. What you thought of losing the character and what you thought of the tying the things, you know, the overall storyline and the reveal. about things have uh, changed, not changed, but have been greatly affected by all of the shit I've had to listen to from the fandom for the past few days. But... When I was watching the episode, like I was very, I was, I cried. <laughs> it's been a long time since the TV show has made me cry. 
parenthood. I cried. I mean, and I'm actually not a huge, like, I'm not, not a fan of Lex's, but she's, I mean, we've only seen her, what, not very many times. So <laughs> it's not like I'm, I'm really attached to Lexa and I'm certainly not attached to the two of them together. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean, I didn't dislike them, but they also have hardly been together. So I'm not overly attached. I guess on this show in general, I'm not overly attached to anybody being with anybody because <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, the show is not really in my opinion. I mean, I'm generally speaking, I'm not a big shipper anyway. Like I don't do that in general. Like I, I like to just, I like to see the different combinations of people and how they play off each other. Um, so I can like two potential ships for the same person <laughs> if I like the way the two characters play off, you know what I mean? The actors play off each other, but in general, specifically, not in general, specifically on this show, it seems very dangerous to become attached to any two people being together. <laughs> and especially uh, if they fall for Clark. Um, sure. Though I don't, I mean, I don't think it's specifically Clark. Well, it's obviously it not to. because we have various other. Yeah. There's been season, other we have, stuff. We had Bellamy lose somebody. We have, uh, we have Jasper recovering yeah, from his previous. From, so I'm just saying, somebody. in a world in which it's really about survival and there's a lot of death. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get you too attached. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you are grateful for the one moment you've had to sleep together <laughs> and then you move on. No, um, I don't really mean it like that. Um, <laughs> that was just poking a little just fun be, at the. Just at be this grateful episode. you got some and then move it right. along. <laughs> Uh, exactly. You know what I mean? Be grateful for what you can get. Anyway, no, I, so I'm not overly attached to relationships in general, but I thought they did a really good job of, in a weird way, the thing I'm going to criticize the show about the episode for the writers for whatever, I also think is what made it so moving for me when she dies is that they did just have that very intimate moment. And it was very like, you know, they got to have that lovely moment between them. So it did. I think it is what made me cry when the actual death happened because here's the truth i've been expecting lesa to die for not just because i know she's on another show that got picked up but in general because i felt like there was really no other option for her as a commander unless she stays as the commander and and i don't really even know if she stayed as commander like she was making decisions that i felt for sure she was actually going to get assassinated because she was making decisions that were angering all of the other <laughs> Clan? Is that what they're called? Clan? Crew? I don't know what they're called. Um, all of the other groups, like, I, she was making decisions that were angering them, so I felt for sure that it wasn't going to take long before there was going to be <laughs> some people challenging her in not just the way the ice crew queen did. And especially in this episode where she's denying them their avenge? <laughs> Avengement? Because um, it wasn't really revenge against what's-her-face, but anyway... So I was kind of expecting Lex's death to come. I didn't really expect it the way it did come. <laughs> and in a way, I think it's maybe the, this is going to sound awful, <laughs> the best way. The, the best way to. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It took me a second. To, like, not really the best way. It's the way she, like, is able to have her, her, I don't know. I guess if she had sacrificed herself, that would be the only other way in which she doesn't get killed by assassins. <laughs> Or she doesn't, I mean, if she died in battle, I guess you say she died in battle, except that means somebody in battle beat her. So 
I don't know. And since now, especially we know that she had the AI in her, which I think probably implies that when she was beating people in battle, she was getting a little help from the AI in her system. <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong about that, but I, I, that's how I'm reading it with the commanders, that once they have that AI, it's not obviously making them immortal or anything, but it clearly helps in some ways, other than just giving them visions or um, But whatever. I think it was an interesting, I think that all turned out to be way more interesting than I ever thought it was going to be. Oh, yes, for sure. Like, I, I've been waiting for the reason why I should <laughs> care about Daha and Ali. And, and so far this season, I've been like, mm, you guys better hurry up because now that you're getting them back with the other people, I still don't care. So there needs to be a reason. But this one, this episode actually did quite a lot to make, bring it back for me. Like, now I care about why they, why you should want to keep that AI away from Ali and Jaha and, and and then the reasons why, you know what I mean? It like gives the grounder, it connects the grounders to the sky people. Yeah, their whole religion is based off of right. one of the like, first. Like there's so much there that Yeah, I think one is of the first, uh, you know, people that, you know, landed right at, not long after the bombs went off. And well, she's the very reason. Yeah, she's the, she's the reason they went off, but also the. She's also the reason they survived. So I guess yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like you. The reason some people survived on, uh, on the ground and. The whole thing of it being Polis, but that's because, you know, it was sort of burned off. It was actually Polaris. And and the whole thing of Murphy, like, telling the story and the guy going, our religion or, you know, our beliefs have nothing to do with, you know, Sky Crew and stuff. And so that, that whole thing was, was interesting. But also the idea of, you know, the AI that implants with a human... You can also see how some of their beliefs or some of the things that they talk about of the of the past ones living on in the new ones is right. I'm sure the AI does take a lot. Well, because the AI is the thing that's giving that is not visions. Now we know it. <laughs> you know, it's it's taking all those memories and all those things from the the past people and incorporating it into the what was already there. And so that's right. that that made that. Some of that interesting it's... and but also made the alley storyline very interesting as well as the whole thing with Jaha. I also found little things interesting, like uh, him not remembering his son. And so when they swallow this, it doesn't just start. It doesn't just, you know, inhibit pain. It also starts like making you not basically remember things that would cause you mental, you know, pain or, or something like that. Is is you may start to not feel mental anguish because it looks like you're you're starting to just not like he almost had like no no memory of his son he had to be reminded by the AI what she was talking about and so some of those side effects of seeing more of how that stuff works actually was a little more interesting than it had been uh, and Abby you know basically that wasn't in to, this episode was it I think so. Or maybe it was in the previous episode because I watched two in a row. Okay, um, I'm like because I don't remember. Don't any worry, of that. Like, was... <laughs> in the well, in the last couple episodes, I guess. Okay, sorry, I was just confused for a second. I'm like, we we, we didn't go to the people at all. Yeah, sorry, well, I was tying it all in into with the stuff in this episode, and and has made that some of the other things we had started to find out a little bit, and and what Allie is looking for, and uh, various things all finally become 
an actual interesting part of the show. And uh, if you're drinking every time I say interesting, you are wasted by now because <laughs> I've said that a lot here in the last five minutes. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very I'm way more interested in that story. Sorry, <laughs> that storyline now, and and I'm like I I think the the whole black blood thing is is kind of intriguing now because it makes me think of like oil or uh, I don't know that that's what it is, but um, like those are the people who obviously can take the AI. Yeah, some sort of well, some sort of genetic thing that's carried on through the years. That's right. Which I'm guessing she either had to alter them to make them a, like they could make sure they could take it. You know what I mean? Like I, I guess I'm interested to see more of that backstory just so that we understand how that works. I don't know how much of that we will get to see, but um, clearly there is something like that, that genetic, like you, you are obviously come from the very original grounders that were on the ground when she got there um, because you have that in your blood. So that's intriguing to me. Um, it just kind of clicked a bunch of things into place, I guess, which I think is pretty well done if they hadn't originally planned it and they're kind of making it work with what they had. I don't know if that's true, but probably to some degree it's true. Uh, anyway, that all being said, there was a bit of an uproar about this episode. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, because I, I just feel like it has to be addressed, but I, I'm not going to speak to how people feel about the trope being used and whatever, because I'm not... A lesbian I'm not gay and I don't know what it feels like to have less representation I guess I don't whatever the one thing I, I will say I, I don't I don't know I feel like in some ways the show the very premise of the show like I, I don't know I think so, I don't I don't know how to say it in a good way um, anyway the one thing I will say is that the the very thing I talked about earlier which made the death more moving to me is probably, I feel like, where the writers really went, not wrong, but where they went one step too far as far as the trope is concerned because they get to have that lovely moment in the same episode and the poor shippers, like, they don't get to enjoy this episode for being the episode <laughs> in which their that two people finally got together. Finally got together again. <laughs> also the episode in which they die. Um, one of them dies, so, and their ship dies. <laughs> And since this show is not a show in which anybody ever seems to come back to life, I don't think I don't think it's I don't think there's any hope for that ship. Especially so, when she's on another show. Although that's right. a pretty deadly show too, so maybe she won't last that long on that show and Maybe. Although for what I've read, they tried to still get her even though she's on that show. So I mean I guess that's where I get a little bit weary of fandom in some ways because I there are so many realities that go into what's done on a TV show. And I feel like this is one of those shows where there was a no-win situation for the writers. Like, if you had made Lexa just leave, like, if you hadn't killed her, like, the ship was still not going to be together. You know what I mean? <laughs> and but they would have, there was the potential for that to come back again at some point, or... I guess, but how would you... Like, I feel like they would have... There would have been an uproar about any other situation as well. I don't know if it would have been as bad because I, I do get what they're saying about representation and and what it seems to indicate. Well, I don't really think it's true, but I get that. So what exactly was the uproar? Was that they killed off? Because there's a yeah, like there's a like a TV trope, a lesbian TV trope about how anytime two lesbians get together and they have sex, that one of the lesbians dies. 
This is a common thing in shows. I, I can't think it of It is. Another... Although, I'll be honest with you, I watch a lot of TV, so I'm exposed to a lot more. Like, there seems to be a lot more lesbians on TV now than, than the fandom would say there is. Uh, I'm not saying that they're as common as a heterosexual relationship. They're clearly not, and maybe they should be. Well, they should be. All relationships should be equally represented. But the, it is a thing. And especially, like, on, I don't, on this kind of show, I guess they felt like because the show is so inclusive and they have every different, different kind, like they're fine with bi or gay, you know what I mean? They don't make a big deal about it on the show. So they felt like the show was more of a safer show for them, which is kind of ironic given how many people die <laughs> on the show. But, and I guess that's where I get like the, I get where they're coming from, but I also get that the very nature of this show is such as it is and the very nature of TV and contracts and an actress who took a job on another show because she was not a regular. <laughs> like sometimes you like in order to have the most meaning, I don't know if she had to die for it to have the most meaning, but I feel like you would have felt betrayed even if you had her just leave. Anyway. Yeah, but that's the thing is how do you have her just leave in the storyline when she's I don't the know commander? how you just leave. Correct. I don't, like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. This is not a where would she where, go? Yeah. Well, this, <laughs> this is, yeah, is, this is not a culture where, where commanders like step down and let somebody Correct. else rule. It, they rule till Correct. they die, basically. And then that's what I mean. Like, there's no way, really. If you had her leave, it would obviously be a betrayal of her character in general, right? So you would still be have fans who are up in arms about her just not being there. <laughs> like she um, decided so, to give up being the commander to be with Clark. Well, it wouldn't be with Clark because Clark is still the main character on the show, <laughs> yeah. so. You can't have her be seen with Clark. So I guess that's what I mean. Like, I she feel has like to there go was, on a spiritual journey to find herself, and then right. she'll be back a year later. Right. I guess that's the only way it could have happened, except that she was the commander. So, I mean, the show had already painted themselves into a corner with her. So I do feel like there was no, there was a no-win situation. Now, it, I'm sure people don't won't agree with that. And just in general, I mean, I don't know if it's even possible to see it that way. I just can see that no matter what they would have done, there would have been an uproar. Perhaps it wouldn't have been as loud as the uproar it is over this. But the one thing I will definitely give them is that I don't think that the making love scene had to be in this episode. I think it could have justifiably been in either one of two or three episodes before, or not two, one or two episodes before this and would have had the same impact. Um, maybe not seeing the tattoos, you know what I mean? Like, cause that is something that, we see the tattoos and then immediately find out their significance. So, well, not all of their significance, but we make a connection when we finally see the the holy sign, the infinity, um, on the back of her neck. But um, even still, I think that they could have separated those so that shippers at least had an episode where they could, <laughs> they could, they could have... go back and watch that episode and not know that, you know, in a couple minutes, she's going to immediately die. <laughs> they could have um, had a week and, to enjoy it instead right. of a couple minutes. Right. And, it, and it's not just that. Like, that is where the trope comes from, is that you see these characters having sex on screen, and it's like they immediately get punished for having, quote-unquote, unnatural sex. That is what the trope is about. Um, so they did kind of walk right into the trope by having that scene, at least having it be the only time they've ever been together, be in the same episode where they die. But isn't that also just sort of kind of a thing? I mean, we see that all the time with characters that they we finally do, get but... together and then and then one gets killed off or something like that. That uh... Yes, I mean, we see it is true. <laughs> 
I get it from both sides. Like I get that. Yes, you're correct. It is something we see all the time. So, and I think that's probably what the, the writers on this show felt was like, they show, they have enough representation that if they were to do something that any other show would do on a normal relationship between two heterosexual people, you wouldn't question it because that's just something that happens. Right. Not something that happens, but something that definitely happens on TV. I don't know of how many of these things happen in real life, but <laughs> obviously not as often as it does on TV. And so I, you know, like I felt like the writers felt like they had quote unquote earned that. But unfortunately, because the representation is so low for that community on TV, they, they don't look at it the same way. And I'm not speaking to that because I, I'm obviously, I'm not a part of that community. I can't understand what that feels like. I just can see that for sure, having those two scenes in the same episode was probably, if there was something I would change about the episode, that would be what it would be. But in general, I thought her death was really well done. The actors were all really great in the scene. Um, I felt it to be moving, and then I felt like... Even Murphy was moved by it. Uh, <laughs> well, he was moved to get out of the room, but... Which, to be fair, Murphy, I don't think... Does he even know who Lexa is? I mean, I'm sure he knows who she is because he's in that world enough, but I don't recall him in... Like, when is the last time Clark's even seen Murphy? I'm actually not sure I understood why she was trying to help him get out because of the last time she saw him, I felt like, was not a good... Well, I yeah, but any, I, think, Finn, right? I think Clark would sort of try and help anybody that was from her group, even. Yeah. I mean, for, I feel like. Well, if they were. If you were just, smart, you would try to find out why yeah. <laughs> Murphy was tied up before you tried to untie him. That's all I'm saying. Well, he was basically tied up because he was going to be the patsy for her murder, but. Well, I know. I don't mean that. Yeah, I, that but, is the real reason. Yeah. I mean, if you are somebody who your previous experiences were with Murphy were what they were, you might say, hmm. I mean, he was still back part of that before Jaha and, you know, took a group of people and left. And so I think he would know. Yeah, but what... I don't remember how how much Clark saw him in that situation because she she was there. Well, he was there when Finn did all the stuff. So she saw him then. But then she immediately was gone again to go with the grounder. So I feel like she hasn't really seen or interacted with Murphy since a long time ago. When was Finn's death? Early season two. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. It feels like it's been a long, I mean, it hasn't been that long in the show itself, but it's been a long time since we've seen them interact. Well, it anyway, sounds like whatever. my staying away from social yes. media. <laughs> it was a smart thing. Well, I mean, it only matters if you follow these people. Oh, I didn't even I didn't see any of this on social media. I I figured there would be people upset. They're just the shippers in general. But I didn't realize it was this whole trope that I haven't heard of before. <laughs> it is. Well, you know what it is, is I follow the writer for this particular episode and he is just they were just attacking. And he's oh, just oh, been. Shippers in general all. are just psycho. When they're like, you would think that you murdered some like real family member of theirs. It's like insane how personal some of the some you know of what the it people is, can is take I've, the relationships. <laughs> I've been thinking about it, and I think it's just that like shippers and I mean fans in general. I guess when it comes to TV shows, like when you're really passionate about the TV show. Like you spend a lot of time thinking about the characters, you you maybe write about them, you draw like you do a lot of stuff where you get way more invested in characters than what we've actually seen on the screen because you spend a lot more time with them in your fandom 
activities. Yeah. Does that make sense? So then you, when something happens to them on the screen, yes, you're correct. Like they go way overboard in their reaction. They're just like, um, I mean, technically we've only seen this character like four times. It's not four times, but um, especially but- this character. But in general speaking, you know, sometimes the reaction will be something where if you're not a part of fandom, you're just like, I just don't understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they're just so passionate about it. And I, I get it because I've been that way about certain things as well. So I, I get where it comes from. But I think that also there needs to be a little bit of a a reality, <laughs> an injection <laughs> of reality. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's being disappointed by something and being really disappointed by something and then being just unbelievably like, like being un, yeah if like you're like unhinged by something where you start lobbying like there maybe it's a bigger issue that you need to deal with than what happened to your character on screen yeah where you start lobbying things and and threats and and right bad words I mean, and I whatnot I'm not saying at, that at people particular... online because they they disagree with you or because they did something to your favorite character right that seems to go a like a step over the line that right. maybe and, you need to adjust how much you get into various TV shows if you're letting it affect you that much. There might be other issues going on there is all I'm saying. That maybe you should just take the step back and say, why do I get so, so involved? And I'm not, and in particular about this, I'm not saying that about this one. Like I, I feel like you're about to get attacked in the comments, but, um, (laughs) and I don't mean you, I mean all of us. I just mean, I'm not saying it about this particular death because I actually do somewhat understand where, fans are coming from here i mean i do and i don't like i do feel that like i i do feel the attachment to lexa is way more than maybe her on-screen presence justified um though i think that also has to do with feeling like um you finally have some representation on tv that you really like like she was a strong character who stood up for things who was in control of the grounders whatever so you know what i mean like it was not a character they often um like that community didn't get in a character on screen. So I get why they have the reaction they have to losing that character. And I'm not sure, I don't know if there was a better way to handle it is I guess what I'm saying. I feel like it's a rock in a hard place in these type of situations, especially when you're dealing again with the reality of TV contracts and, and just like the type of character created and the type of ending that character can have if you have to lose that character. So, but also I think that, Overall, for just this specific episode, that, yeah, if you had them having that moment in the last episode, but then maybe you end up with information too soon, because this was, it was, I don't know. It was See, all built where, it was all built where all things come to, sort of came together. I mean, I guess I suppose they could have, could have spread it out, but Pun I intended? think that, no, that people would have still been probably... Uh, they would have still had that they, reaction. If, like, yes, the next I'm week, not. like, instead of it, it happens the same week, it happens the next week, that it's that's not that much different? It's not, but I guess what I'm saying is, like, I'm not saying they couldn't have also had sex this week. I'm saying that it didn't have to be the first time. Like, we could have had a moment the first time and not had them have time to dwell on the tattoos or what, not, you know what I mean, not been able to linger with them. And then had another moment in which then the things that were revealed could be revealed. Uh, And I'm not, I'm just trying to say that I can totally get why those two things being together and having each having the significance that they have, that they, I don't know, that I feel like that could have been done a little better. 
I'm not saying my solution is the best one either. I'm just, when I try to understand it from their point of view, um, that is kind of what I take away from it. Yeah. But in general, I thought the, I mean, I, as, as who I am, thought the episode was really good and was very moved by it. So. Yeah. I thought the episode worked really good for, like I said, as tying all of these things. Cause that's been a thing all along is like, when are, you know, not just Jaha showing back up and, and offering everybody the, the disc type of thing, but when are these really going to come together? And they came together way better than I ever thought they were going to. So good on the writers on that note. Agreed, because I was really starting to, I mean, I did not love the show like I love the show, but I was starting, I was feeling a little questionable about that story. I mean, I have been questionable about that storyline since last season. So. Yeah. Well, when there's, yeah, when for this season, there's been like, it might only be a few minutes or something like that, but still, in a show that you generally really like, there being sort of a segment that you almost feel like tuning out because you're just like, it seems like it's taking too long to get anywhere or or is so, is so detached from what has drawn you into the show so far, you know, for the, the first two seasons. And then, you know, at least here... I guess really seven episodes into this season is when we really got the first hint of this in the last episode of the last season is not really that long episode wise into the story to finally get some of this. It's not, you know what it is? It's that this show in particular has always moved very, very quickly with those type of things. So I felt like that was probably why I was feeling it. And I, and it doesn't help that the, the other storyline is kind of hard not that this show shies away from hard storylines, but Pike is a little hard to take. The way that I feel like we're I'm losing Bellamy to Pike <laughs> um, is a little hard. So I think that was part of my reason, part of my struggle with it was that it was taking a while to finally make the connection for me about why I should care about that storyline. Plus, the other stuff was has been kind of rough. I mean, not that this storyline is necessarily a positive one as Amory would say everything has is awful on this show <laughs> um and like the one positive thing here also turned awful so you know <laughs> so it stayed it stayed normal for this this what this show does correct at least for for Amory's sake yeah. it doesn't bother me so much that it's like that because I feel like that's the premise of the show <laughs> I guess we don't, we don't have a lot of heartwarming moments on the show do we <laughs> They are literally like very small moments in episodes that we get. That's about it. Yeah, like a a little kiss on the cheek as just right. a little hope. Well, the I like I liked the singing in the car in the very first episode. Yeah. That was, you know, what, the length of a song? Yeah. <laughs> and then it all went And then it all all went downhill. All right, that's oh. that's the All right, hundred. <laughs> That'll do it for uh, the primetime segment. As always, if you have any thoughts, uh, feel free to drop those in the comments on the show notes or send us an email at feedback at tvtimes3.com. And we'll move on to uh, the TV recommendation segment. And I don't really have a recommendation uh, this week, but uh, Ray and and Kyle do. So, Ray, what is what is your recommendation? So this has already been recommended in Entertainment Weekly, I believe. One of those entertainment magazines. So I apologize if you've already heard this. <laughs> um, but I have been listening to and catching up on the backlog of Anna Ferris's is 
Anna Ferris is Unqualified, which is a podcast <laughs> um, with Anna Ferris. Um, in the very first episode, uh, I'm not sure it's, they seem to have been recorded slightly out of the order that we're getting them. <laughs> um, but the very first episode you get is with Allison Janney, so her mom co-star. And it's all been, not all TV stars, but her husband shows up in a couple of them. Anyway, um, it's pretty good. It's pretty, it's funny. You get a little bit of insight into TV stuff, not much. Um, but uh, it's about relationship advice. I will say that um, it gets a little filthy at times. <laughs> so you should be aware of that. Uh, and I don't think the episode description tells you what it gets filthy about. So um, <laughs> I'm just warning if you start to listen and you're like, oh, my God, right. So listener beware. and Right. Uh, and uh, like, maybe, and I, maybe not something to listen to in the car with the kids in the backseat. Oh, it is definitely not something to listen to in the car with the kids in the backseat. Um, like, I think the second episode, in fact, starts with her on a phone call with her mom and her mom saying to her, I just don't understand why you feel like you have to be filthy to be funny. <laughs> so, and she's like, OK, mom, I don't think you need to listen to the podcast. <laughs> it is so marked anyway. with the explicit tag. So that should uh, be a well, warning. Uh, yes. <laughs> I just told you it's filthy. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting. Like they do, they, the, the people talk on the show and they kind of do like a, some quick questions about the guest on the show, but then they also um, take quote unquote callers. They don't, they make it seem like they're just cold calling these people, but clearly the people, one, the people have obviously submitted questions, which tells me that the person clearly knows they're about to get a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know because they, when they get on the phone, they don't have the reaction you would have if they were really being cold called, of course, because you want to make sure that they're going to be there to answer the call in order to have the episode. Um, so I just think it's funny because at least one of the guests was like, you should be more like enthusiastic about who's calling you. And on my head, I was thinking, yeah, but he knew they were called, you guys were calling. So. <laughs> but you don't answer your phone by like, oh my God, really? <laughs> when you know who's calling. Yeah. <laughs> So people yeah, you probably had that with, reaction the first time. <laughs> right. People call in with relationship questions, whatever. Some of them I've kind of fast forwarded through the question portion. But anyway, I found it really interesting. And it is with a bunch of different celebrities. Like she does get people on that um, are interesting as well to learn a little more about them. So that is my recommendation. If you don't mind the filthiness. Kyle. So my recommendation, well, First of all, I did watch all of the American season three, which I recommended last week, and now I doubly recommend it now that I've seen it again. <laughs> but my recommendation for this week is uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, season one arrives on DVD this week. Um, so if you don't have Netflix, you can pick it up on DVD. Um, I just really enjoyed this show. I sat down to watch the first episode and watched the whole season all the way through. Um, Ellie Kemper, who I, I thought was great in The Office, uh, she plays another, like, somewhat dim-witted, but, like, eternally happy person, and, like, just her complete happiness is so infectious, you're just smiling watching her just, like, see the positivity in, like, everything. Um, well, I guess there's some moments where she's starting, you could see some cracks in her, in her armor, but she still is able to maintain that, that positivity. I, like, if you liked, uh, 30 Rock, it has a definite similar feel to 30 Rock. Um, but 
yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I highly recommend either watching it on Netflix because uh, it must be getting a second season soon or something. Starting. I don't know when the second season is. It's filmed, so it must be starting soon. Um, and the fact that they're releasing this on DVD leads me to believe that it, the second season must be coming, that they want people to uh, catch up on the first season. But I highly recommend checking that out. All right. So we'll have we'll have links to those and where you can find more about Kyle and Ray's recommendations, as well as the news stories we talked about. And also come by and drop a note in the comments and let us know what you think about the shows we talked about this week. And you can do April that. April 15th. That's when uh, Kimmy Schmidt comes back. Kimmy Schmidt comes back April 15th has already been picked up for season three before even season two airs. Anyway, sorry. Well, they go basically on. picked up it for a second season before they aired the first season, so they're keeping on that streak. Uh, yeah. But, anyways, you could come and uh, drop a note in the sh- show notes at tvtimes3.com/slash313. And next week, Kai will be back, and we will have another person along with us, and we will be taking a look <laughs> at the what's all coming this spring. You'll have a mystery guest next week. <laughs> And it won't be me with two voices. <laughs> Hello, Jason. How are you doing? I love you, Yanks TV. That's right. We'll be talking British TV next week. Amory will hate that accent. <laughs> I, I can't even think of how to respond. <laughs> that was Yes, that was a terrible... It sounded so natural, though. Terrible accent. <laughs> I would never have known it was you, Kyle. <laughs> That's right. Kyle, that are you still there? Is that your I'm real still accent? here. It's still me. <laughs> are you still here, Kyle? <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, we'll be talking about some of the new stuff that's coming over the next couple months since there's always new stuff starting. I just want you to know on your outline, you put that it was going to be the Sprint TV preview, that's which right. I feel like is <laughs> a whole different t- preview. Well, they... they Maybe the idea is that we're going to try and do it really fast. <laughs> we're going to get through the spring shows in a hurry. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's when that's when spell check doesn't work is when you misspell something with a word that is actually a word. That's true. And lastly, it's the beginning of March, and next month is April. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where you're going. And then we. But got- that and is the going month to- after that is May. <laughs> but like last year, that will be. I was thinking we would do uh, listeners as guests again. So if you have been listening to the show and would in like April? to come on, that's correct. In April, as we did last year, we're going to have uh, listeners come on. So Carl, if you'd like to come back on again and talk, or anybody else that's been listening to the show and come like to come on and talk with us about uh, your favorite TV shows, or you know, tell us to our face or at least to our picture on Skype as to why we're wrong about something. Again, I'm sure you'll have plenty to talk about then. It's like, leave us, uh, you know, send an email to, to feedback. This one at, episode alone. Yes, <laughs> send, a, send an email to feedback at tvtimes3.com and uh, we'll get back with you and figure out a time. But basically, we'll do over the there's four weeks over April, and so we'll at least do three. And that would be an episode with myself and Kyle, myself and Ray, and myself and Amory, and then. You know, first one in gets to choose who they wants to talk to. <laughs> hmm. So, there. so when I'm picked last, <laughs> so if you well, Ray will post what list of shows she watches. 
Uh, but it won't yeah, be that's long. Right. I think nobody else was here for that conversation, Kyle. <laughs> They're all like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Let us know and we'll uh, get you on the schedule to come talk with us about some TV in April. And uh, with that, uh, thank you, Ray and Kyle, for coming on for episode 313 and talk to you next week. Yep. Kyle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, more of a general you. <laughs> Oh, sorry. All of you listeners said, as well. Talk to you. Yeah, because last week he said, see you next week. See you next week. week and and that, then I was like, that didn't make that any sense. Make any sense but, <laughs> but yeah, so. I gotcha. I'm sorry. All right. And with that. I just got I called some, out for not listening. And with that, I have some editing to do at the end of the podcast. <laughs>